And uh, yeah, we are crossing over to the teaching by Sister Gloria POV, Sister Gloria Ngosi, teaching about the prodigal son. Taking us there are the sounds of Ambani Ramaru, Night and Day, followed by King D Music, Provider. From your ear to your heart, to your mouth, to your feet, join this life on 657 AM. We understand that as a young person, you face many challenges that threaten both your safety and mental well-being. And in this fast-moving world, you don't always have someone to talk to. That's why I Am Youth has joined hands with Child Protection Hotline to give reliable and accessible counselling to young people. So send a WhatsApp text, SMS or call the number 76 37 6345 to get help today. We believe that you are worth it. 657 AM Streams of Blessings. Greetings to family and greetings to you this morning. Let us look into the teaching for today. So we're going to be reading the book of Luke chapter 15 um verse 11 and we will go all the way to 20 uh let's see 22 let's start the reading jesus continued there was a man who had two sons the younger one said to his father father give me my share of the estate so he divided his property between them not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pot that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Father, bless the reading, the teaching of the word in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the story, of course, is told as a parable, and we understand that Jesus had a tendency of sharing parables uh, or using parables as a way of 
teaching life lessons. So in this lesson or in this parable, we are also going to take out some life, very important life lessons. Notice that there were two sons. There was a younger son and there was the elder son. Now, the elder son never left the house, but the younger son left the house. He didn't only just leave the house, but he asked his father for his portion of inheritance. Now, it is very interesting that the son would ask for his inheritance at this point or at this time of life. Because usually in the Jewish culture, the only time that inheritance is divided amongst the sons, it is when the father is no longer alive. What the son is doing is something that is out of protocol. It is what would be regarded as out of order. The second point you will notice that we don't know his name. We call him by what he did, prodigal, which means reckless, you know, which means wayward. Prodigal is actually an adjective, but there is a name that was given to him, which is not even mentioned. The question here in this life is, as you continue living life, what is the adjective that people use when referring to you outside of the name that you were given what do people know you by people will address you according to the way that you behave the younger son said give me my portion of goods now the bible is very clear to tell us that after that meaning this was after some time we don't know how long it took for the father to actually give him his goods, his inheritance. But this leads me to think and believe that this, the father, knowing what happens at the far country, the father knowing his level of maturity, the father knowing him better than he knew himself, just like us, where it is God, the creator, that knows us better than we do tried to reason with him he tried to say do not take your inheritance right now you still need my guidance stay at home let us work this out i want to believe that after some time of the father trying to convince the son not to take this decision eventually the father had to give him what he is asking for. Now, the lesson is that any good parent knows and understands there are certain lessons in life that you only learn as you go through life. That sometimes when a child will not listen, you need to let them learn the hard way. Sometimes that is the only way you learn. So, just like us, you ask for it, you pray, you beg, and eventually you get it. 
And when you get it, you realize that this is actually not what you thought. It was. You could do without it. The lesson is that experience is indeed the best teacher. But it doesn't have to be your experience. Sometimes you need to learn from the errors of others. In fact, you need to learn from those who have been to places you have never been to. The son takes his potion and he goes to the far country. I can imagine because he had the means, the economic muscle, these are things that attract people. I want to believe that he was not alone. When he went to the far country, he was surrounded by friends, people that helped him to squander the money. The lesson here is that you need to be able to get to a point where you choose your friends. Don't let them choose you because people often choose according to what they can get from you and not according to who your character is. Goes to the far country. He has a time of his life. He spends all his inheritance and eventually he is left alone. He has no money. He is desperate. He has no friends. Now the Bible tells us that he went around to look for a job and the job that was given to him was the one of feeding pigs. He was so desperate that he even started to eat that which he was feeding the pigs because he was just so hungry. I can imagine that him being in this position, being a Jewish boy from a wealthy family, this is something he never thought he would ever do. Probably one day he even said, I would never, never eat with the pigs. But desperate times call for desperate measures. Desperate people do desperate things. And the lesson is that you need not be so prideful that you did not do something or you will not do something. It is all by the grace of the Lord. It is not your works. Because when you had the desire at some point, you didn't have the opportunity. And when the opportunity came, you had no desire. Which means this is all grace. You know that moment where you made a phone call that was going to mess up your life and the person did not pick up. Or you knocked, the door wasn't opened because the person was not at home. So we need to thank God that he opens doors that no man can close, not even yourself. And he closes doors that no man can open, not even yourself. Notice that while he was in this desperate position, there was famine in the land and he too was going through his own season of famine. This means that even if he wanted to help himself, he wanted to do something, 
he couldn't because famine was in the land. While he spent time where he was, something happened. He started to have a conversation with himself. He started to remind himself of who he is. Another lesson. He started to remind himself for the first time he thought about his father. When he left, he thought he was enough on his own. He never thought about his father. It is when he is alone and he is down and out that he starts to remember his father. The Bible says he came to himself. So this clearly says to us, while he was squandering the money, uh, squandering the inheritance, having a good time, he was not himself. The lesson here is you need to be able to recognize when you have gone too far from who you are. And the Bible says he then came to his senses and then he said, he will arise. He said, I shall arise and go back to my father's house. Whatever situation that you are dealing with right now, whatever position you find yourself in, the word that you need to be speaking out is, I shall arise. This is when he was down and out. And the enemy, I can imagine, was whispering to him and saying, you're already down, you're already out. Just throw in the towel, just give up. Your response should be, I shall arise. So, arising starts in the mind. It is when you think right that you're able to speak right. And as long as God is still sitting on the throne, you still have breath in your body. There are definitely possibilities and more opportunities available for you. Remember that he is having these thoughts while he is still down and out. The lesson is you don't need to be out of the pit you don't need to be out of a difficult situation in order for you to start believing or start preparing or thinking about getting up and arising. He then got up. He made up his mind to make his way to his father's house. What changed with the young son is his mind. He did not need a new job. He did not need to move to another city or even move to another country. What he needed was a changed mind. As bad as it is where he is, he remembered home. And this is another lesson he's teaching us. That indeed, if you raise up a child in the ways of the Lord, he shall remember it, instill in the child the goodness, the word of God. And one day when they need it the most, 
it will come out of them and remind them of who and whose they are. So he started to rehearse. He started to say to himself, when I get to my father, I will say, Father, I have sinned against you and I have sinned against heaven. He started to say this as he's walking home. I've sinned against heaven, Father, and I've sinned against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. He continued saying this to himself. And finally he got to the estate. Remember that his father was not rich, his father was wealthy. So imagine that this young man had to walk a long walk to get to the actual house because of the setup of the estate. But the Bible tells us that while he was far off, the father saw him. Now, I don't believe that this was a coincidence. I want to believe that the father went out daily hoping that his son will make his way back. I believe that the father has been eagerly waiting to meet the son. The son did not even have to make it halfway. The father went to meet him as he was coming. He did not have to make the long walk. Unlike us, humanity, where when somebody has done something wrong, we're very quick to remind each other and to remind them how right we were and how wrong they were. But the father runs towards him. This is such a good, beautiful picture of our father in heaven and us that even when we have messed up, he sent his only begotten son to die for our sins. He didn't even get to complete his prepared speech of father I have sinned. While he was talking, the father embraced him, kissed him, and made an announcement for a celebration. This is to show that indeed there is no place like home. And the home that we are alluding to, it is the home that is in the heart of God, in the presence of the Father, where you're safe and secured. There is indeed no place like home. Father, we thank you for the reading, the teaching of the word, and we pray, Lord God, for those who are out there, who have gone to a far place, that Lord, they should make, they will make their way back home. May you preserve them. May you give them the strength and the sense to come back to themselves in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to meet them halfway, to meet them as they come and embrace them in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith and love on 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you.
Do you read the Word for Today daily devotionals? We wish to ensure that your copy reaches you on time. You can now receive the booklet directly at an address of your choice or via email if you prefer. It's easy. Visit radiopulpit.co.za, select your choice and update your details. Or SMS the word DEVOTIONAL to 37871. You will receive a reply SMS with the options. Alternatively, contact client services on 012-334-1257. Standard rate supply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.